Media. How are you doing, everybody? The Chet Calvick Podcast Network. Prepare to be amazed. Prepare to laugh. Prepare to be offended. Go f*** yourself. But most of all, prepare to be entertained. Chet Kopic, Jeff Vegas. This is Unscripted and In Your Face. Boy, have we got a lot in the docket today. Let me tell you. How are you doing, everybody? Close your eyes and what do you see? Welcome once again to uh, Unscripted and uh, In Your Face, brought to you by the marvelous people. Taking care of all your suburban taxi needs. I'm talking, of course, about John Coyne, an American taxi founded some 35 years ago. The hallmark of excellence, courtesy, comfort. American taxi, always your way to go. Mm-hmm. I'm joined, of course, by uh, my good friend uh, Jeff Big Pink Pinker. Now, I don't who, know uh, about good friend. Lately, you've you know, been very, it, it, very it moody. To me. The last couple of weeks have been very moody the last few weeks. Well, you know what? Am I, I'm, am I entitled to be moody? Am I a human being? Not for three weeks. What's the problem? You, you don't know what's going on in my life. Well, I know. I mean, do, I, do, do you ever call up and say, Chet, uh, I think we should sit down and, you know, I, I should have a notebook and you should be on a couch. We, we did that last Monday out. at lunch. I gave you good advice. I, I don't know if you took it or not. About, I did. I did, did you? Get, yeah. Yeah, in the meantime, you took the advice. I took the advice. You posted on her Facebook. She I, said, such I, I took the advice and skipped the massage parlor over on Archer Avenue. No, you should have <laughs> gone to the massage parlor. I saw it. Don't listen to him. Listen to the pinker. I didn't want to call you out on it on Facebook. You, Your ex-girlfriend, will not mention her name, posted something about needing a massage, interestingly enough. Yeah. And you go, yeah. I could be there in two minutes or two. I'm like, what the hell? Get, you know. Just burn it. Forget her. Ow. No, no. She's engaging. She's there's there's a level of intrigue yes. about her. Yeah, she's dumped you five times. What intrigue is that? Well, no, she hasn't. She's never really dumped me. Oh, really? We, we just have intermediate. We, the, you know what the problem with our relationship is? We're like the NFL. We have too many TV timeouts. Well, you told me last week, 7.15. That's actually a pretty damn good line. The least you could do is laugh. That's hilarious. But I'm worried about you. That's why you're in a bad mood, because of the roller coaster emotions from this chick. No, I'm in a bad mood. You want to know why I'm really in a bad yes, mood? Yes, I do want to know. Here is because I appreciate good filmmaking. This is why you're upset yeah. over a friggin' film? Yeah. You just told me last week you weekend, saw whole... Weekend box office. Now, you tell me one film here... I'm going to tell you. That, that, ...that would appeal... To anybody with an IQ over over eighty four, the A team I saw the Karate Kid, the A team, Shrek Forever After, I Get Into to, the Greek, yeah. Killers, Prince of Persia, mm-hmm. Marmaduke, Sex in the City Two, which I heard is just just sucks out loud, Iron Man Two, and and Splice. Sex in the City Two is the only thing you take to take a chick to score, otherwise you don't go. What are you talking about? I saw A team. Do you, do you think Sarah Jessica Parker is actually good looking? I can't stand her. She I, got, I, she I got think that she's zit hideous. on her face. Hideous is right. She looks like a horse. She's a Julia Child knockoff. <laughs> Not Julia like Child. She's a Julia uh, Roberts knockoff. Uh, scratch Sarah Jessica <laughs> Parker in the seventh race here at Sportsman's Park. <laughs> I know she's ugly as sin. I've seen better heads come out of this. Jackie Calvin Burrell atop uh, Sarah Jessica Parker here pretty. in the fifth at Churchill Downs. Oh, she's not pretty. She does nothing for me. Zero. None of those. You know, nobody. Did. Probably nobody has carved a greater career or made more dough oh, with, with, dough. with less cosmetic appeal and really less talent yeah. than Sarah Jessica She's Parker. Got that, you know, can't take that zit off. She's got that mole somewhere. I did see credit the- credit her career. Mm-hmm. To remarkable good. writing on Sex and the City when it was you know on, on HBO. Yes, and also. The marketing people behind Sarah Jessica Parker, because somehow they have convinced every woman in America that if you're like Sarah Jessica Parker, man, Mr. Wright is just 
Around the corner. Yeah, Mr. Big. Sure. I did see the A-Team, though. It wasn't bad. It was entertaining. Is that the film that uh, Mr. T was in years ago? Yeah. That was the uh, the film that Mr. T was on TV with, yeah. You know, I, I go back so damn many years. I remember when T was a bouncer on Division Street. You go back so many years. I mean, you still have I go World back War One so rifle. I, I go back so many years. <laughs> I can give you. I can give you the actual play-by-play, and I still have my scorecard with the uh, nine-inning rundown of the Peloponnesian War. Weren't you and Kurt Gowdy good friends? <laughs> <laughs> I taught the game to Kurt Gowdy. <laughs> you look pretty good for your age. Yeah. How? Well, it? matter of fact, uh, there, yeah. there was a woman who stopped me the uh, other day. Mm-hmm. And she said, you're Chet Coppock, aren't you? Yes, I am, baby. And I go, um, <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> do you know when you move your, when you don't ever wave? You know, every time, every time you do me, you know, you sound like? I don't know. You move, your, Bresler, you move, your, you move your whole body. I was watching the other night. You were hilarious. You don't realize how funny. You're a caricature unto yourself. You move your whole body. You don't like wave. You move your whole, you just, you just, you know, you, it's like you're doing a golf swing. You just move the whole, move your hips. It's great. You are. You're a very animated character. When I'm with you at the, at the United Center, screw the game, unless it's the playoffs. You know where I get that it's from? hilarious. You know where I get that from? I have no the idea. The greatest body language comic of all time, in my opinion, is Jackie Gleason. Yes. Yes. Charlie yes. Chaplin would be number two, Laurel and Hardy three and four, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But, I mean, nobody understood comedic body language like Jackie Gleason. Oh, that face, that animated face oh. was hilarious. He's the oh. greatest of all time. What about uh, what about today's day? Who anybody good? Is Jim Carrey up there at all? You think? No, I mean, no. Jim Carrey. If, if Jim Carrey never made another film in his life, he'd be a trivia question in two years. He made he made some a pretty good a couple. You, you, you want to know who makes who makes films that make money? And I, I really can't understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't like Nicolas Cage. He's out. I, I, I he's just I, I just think he's a very very dull. He's out. You know he's a very. I mean, first of all, without Coppola, he goes nowhere. All right, it's his uncle or cousin or something. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anybody that you're, you're being... And I mean, to a, to a lesser extent, Talia Shire. <laughs> Talia Shire was a big chunk to, uh, to Capone. <laughs> <laughs> My God, Talia Shire was worthless. There are a lot of... You know what? Let's, right, let's talk about the way. Here, here's who I find worthless. And ready? I just pops in my head. Joe Piscopo. Worthless. When he was doing back in the back in the early 80s on SNL, when he was eh. doing Sinatra, that eh. was a funny eh. bit. Other than that, All right, one zero. bit. Okay, another worthless guy out there. Jim Belushi, worthless. You think he's funny? I, I have never, I have Useless. never laughed at anything Thank Jim Belushi you. So you, has we're, done. We're, we're on the same page. We're okay, guys. Like guys back in the day, like Nipsey Russell. What the <laughs> hell did he ever do? Except be like in the match game. Soup <laughs> <laughs> uh, sales. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, don't forget wrestling fans coming up this no, Friday. It just goes Hulk Hogan versus Soupy Sales. It's, it's <laughs> Loser true. leaves town. It just goes to show you that that, and you write it like back to your point to Sarah Jessica. How hell, you know what? We've been doing what? this for four or five months, and we're at such a we're at such a miserable point in time now. We're talking about freaking Soupy Sales. <laughs> There's no hope. <laughs> well, I'm just making a point about worthless people that somehow carved out a niche in in show business, and they're talentless and made money. I mean, Jim Belushi off that stupid show, whatever it is. What about Jim or something? Now it's in syndication, and the magic number for syndication is a hundred. And if you do a hundred episodes of any particular, exactly, and, and then somehow get it released out there, I mean, I'm all for good talent. He's but, making more dough in syndication. Than he made with the originals. No doubt about it. 
I mean, they don't know, no doubt about it. You want to know who scored big on that? One of one of the real innovators, Alice Cramden. Yes. Audrey Meadows. Good point. She, when 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 when, yes. when when the famous thirty nine. Yes. Were put together. They all signed brand new contracts. Right. Carney and um, Art Carney just. Beyond brilliant. And Joyce Randolph, who was only along because Art Carney had to have a wife. Right. They they took the deal with, you know, flat dough on the spot. Mm-hmm. Gleason and Audrey Meadows both opted for syndication. Right. Made a million. Audrey Meadows. Millions. Audrey Meadows had to make 30 to 40 million bucks I'm sure. in syndication. I still, hey, listen, I, I, I flip on MeTV at night right. at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's background it I've, I've heard I've heard the same lines. 300 times. Right, they're funny. I mean, I can watch the Golf Swing episode. I can watch the Chef of the Future episode. It is the funniest comedy I have ever seen in my life. Hilarious. And did you ever notice about comedy? I was talking about that the other day. And, and like, using back to someone like Jim Belushi. He's not mean, so he's not funny. I mean, think about Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David. He's, he's Larry, not a, Larry David is a genius. He's not a, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about a nice character. Charlie, Sheen, Lover. He's not a nice guy in Two and a Half Men. Seinfeld, they're all a bunch of self- by, by the way, I have the uh, I have the over under on Charlie Sheen doing a hard time at a real penitentiary. Why? What, what's well, he because he's he's obviously. I mean, he's got he's screwed up. He's so metal. What? So what? So he slapped. So one of these days, one of these days, instead of slapping his wife around, you know what he's going to do? He's going to get in traffic altercation, and he's gonna, he's going to clobber, you know, some poor Angelino. He's not Vandersloot for for crying out yeah, Van, loud. Vandersloot's a lovely man, isn't he? Isn't I like him? Yeah, he's, he's trying to cut a deal by telling the feds where the body is. Yeah, I know. Isn't it great? In Aruba, like he's done a couple of times. His father was a judge, so he got him out of everything. Now his father's dead, so it's over for Vandersloot. His father is dead. His father died last year. But um, what were you just saying about uh, who? Who did you just say before Vandersloot? Um, oh, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Listen, listen to folks, my plugs mustn't. <laughs> the, the, you got you got to help me with the plugs. I mean, when they when they you know when they sew them too tight. Hey, stuff. by the way, given the fact that the Cubs won a ball game last night, did they win? Yeah, they beat the White Sox, one to nothing. Was that, 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 that one that, nothing? That high powered, high octane Cub offense. Mm. If the Blackhawks get a parade and a party on Michigan Avenue, why aren't we having a parade for the Cubs today on Lower Wacker Drive with the homeless? Exactly. <laughs> they <laughs> because the Cubs are the Cubs are not only homeless, they're indigent. You know, they are really... And you know what, too? We talk about Sweet Lou. The other day, Steve Stone... This is this is the, this is the problem with, with the world, folks. Uh, broadcasting, just generally speaking, you can't say nothing. Steve Stone makes a, a legitimate comment. It's his opinion about uh, Lou Pinella not handling as a Tyler Colvin. I don't even know the yeah, damn team yeah. anymore, okay? About him, just like I think he's not handling him correctly. It wasn't a real blast, and Lou goes crazy. How come he's not a general manager? How yeah, come see, he's here's not the a problem. coach? Here's the point you're missing. Stoney will do that now that he's employed by the Chicago White Sox. give him a shot. He'll rip the Cubs. Right. If he was still on the payroll with the Cubs, there's no way on God's earth he says it about Well, he said Cubs. something already, and guess what got him off of the Cub broadcast? Well, that goes back to 2004 when when they had the player revolt, when he was with Chip Carey. And it yeah. Was, yeah. And, and, and the Cubs Baker. backed down. It was just stupid and illogical. But, you know, if if if, if, I, if, I, if I could hear Stoney say, you know, what Ozzie Guillen is doing with a certain player doesn't make any sense, then his criticism of Pinella would hold a hell of a lot more water. So he won't say anything about that? <laughs> no, he's very protective of the home team. He, well, I don't know. I thought he, he called the way it was. I mean, Harry wasn't always protective of the home team. Well, you got to remember something. There, there were there were baseball broadcasters. Then there was Harry. Yeah. 
You can't. I mean, Harry, Harry's the only baseball broadcaster I've ever seen actually drink beer on the air on camera and get away with it. He loved it. He was awesome. And when Harry had his contract with WGN, and I was at the uh, Loop back in the uh, late '80s, early '90s, mm-hmm. I mean, his contract strictly forbid him from appearing on any show, and in particular, any show I did. I'd call him. He'd come on in a heartbeat. You want to know why? You want to know why? <laughs> what are they going to do? He was the classic Pex bad boy. And what were you going to do? Tell Harry you're fired? No. No, not at all. Not at all. Harry was, uh, you can't be Harry Carey today in the world. I mean, there's no more new, there's no Harry. I'm not talking about his announcing style. I'm t- <laughs> just the way he lived life. I'm just laughing about Chet looking handsy. Oh, yeah. We got a few more minutes in the broadcast. The way he lived life. But also the way he was able to do his thing, and like you say, Peck's bad boy, and you just can't do that today. You just can't. There's no, no broadcasters no. like that uh-huh. anymore left. There's the the, the corporate mentality. If the corporate I um, image will not let you even be checked. If I were today, if I were an agent, I had a young, um, I had a young broadcaster who was styled exactly like Harry Carey doing minor league baseball, and I tried to shop him on the major league level. Clubs would look at me like I'm. Out of your from, mind. From from Yika. They'd say you got to be nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing that when I do my radio show or when we're doing our show, the biggest compliment that I could get, oh, okay, you're funny. You're great. a stand-up guy. No, ex- you're honest. See? And, 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 well, what the hell is the difference? No, 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 no. My point is that some of these broadcasters, not that I'm so great or anything, I'm making a point that we're honest. We tell it like it is. People want that. People like that. The world has gotten so damn homogenized. It just, it's sickening already. It's just, it's ridiculous. You know, everybody's got such a thin skin. Back in the day, like at uh, LS or something, when Dahl and Meyer would go after John Guerin, I've talked to him about it. He got it. He understood it. He was like, hey, no problem. If that's going to help the ratings, me being being the bad guy, being the boss, because everybody wants to bounce on their boss. Everybody wants to talk about exactly. how bad their boss is. Those guys were doing what everybody else was thinking, so people are like, oh, Stephen Gary, tell the way it is. Dahl, Dahl yeah. and Meyer and Brand Meyer and Kevin, all these guys would... Pound lumps on DeCastro, pound lumps on Larry Wharton. You know what? Jimmy DeCastro and Larry Wharton were so secure in That's their own my skin point. that they liked it. They, they loved it. it. They understood it. Right. They knew they knew the audience was getting a kick out of it. Exactly. And now today, you can't say anything. If you say something about a PD or you're even joking, even if there's always some truth in it, right away they call you to the office. Right away they suspend you. Right away you're in trouble. Don't they understand that they have to look at the big picture? They really don't understand. They really don't. Well, the best, example, the, the best example is Channel 5 panicking and firing Amy Jacobson. Right. The most, the most, no. the most uncalled for firing in Chicago Nobody backed her. history. Back her. Okay, yeah, you know, bring her into the office, suspend her for a week, whatever, do what you got to do, you screwed up, whatever, right, wrong, or different. You don't can her. You just say, all right, you made a bad judgment call. You've done 15 years of great work. You made one real mistake. We have to suspend you with pay. But we're going to suspend you, and you'll be back in a couple of weeks. Nope, they, they can her. Why? To cover their ass. I mean, that's like a radio station like ESPN 1000. That's why, um, I, from what I'm told, most of the people there are miserable. Because it's just, it is just so politicized. Right. Can't say anything. Can't say anything. You can't say, and they don't realize, and it's not so much you're saying about them, you're saying it like on, when I say them, you're talking to the audience. And when the audience gets the feeling that you're honest and you're above board and you're straight, people are not stupid. They know when you're telling the truth or you're playing the game. They're not dumb. See, Pinker, for example, when I think about the, uh, the gimmick that I used in Indianapolis years and years ago when I was just a young pup, learning to become a legitimate sportscaster, and I was taking on people every night just to do it, 
just to do it because I, I, I knew I was generating, you know, a sample, the whole nine yards. If I tried that today, you wouldn't last for three nights. No, it wouldn't. Right away because... Which the, is sad. With the agents... Howard, Howard Cosell would, would not be anywhere close to the man he was back in the day because Howard, Howard would be, would, would be, would be zipped. No, he would today. Howard would, would be shuttered. Right. He'd be shuttered, zipped. He wouldn't even make it into broadcasting, let alone be, say, near what he was. He wouldn't even be out there in the broadcasting world. It's just amazing. His nephew, uh, Greg Cosell, who works for uh, NFL Film and Tape, great guy, uh-huh. said um, what always amazed him about Howard's success was, one, he's an attorney, and two, he's from New York. So even before he went on the air, people hated him. <laughs> but but he got that. He, he knew exactly. it. Though. He played into that. He played into being hated. That's okay. He got it. Here at Soldier Field tonight, a collision. The Minnesota Vikings riding a record of 7-0, led by quarterback Francis Tarkenton, against Abe Gibran Chicago Bears, with the baddest man in the whole downtown, Wally Chambers, who sacked Tarkenton three Wally times Chambers. the last time they met. Wally, by the way, these days is in a wheelchair. The result, I believe, is I believe of using certain type of substances, which may have enhanced his football career, but now seem to have a deleterious effect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are out of here. This has been Unscripted in Your Face, brought to you by our wonderful friends. Oh. You people in the suburbs, you don't even give a second thought to uh, what kind of taxi service you want to use. There's only one way to go, and that is always American Taxi, comfort, courtesy, way above and beyond the norm. You'll always be thrilled with American Taxi. On behalf of the Panker, this is Copic. So long. Catch you next time around.